Right here on Heat 100 Radio, uh, it's your boy Sports Web D. Frank is in the building, yes, and sir. right now we are talking a little bit um, about this Jalen Rose article that I saw. And one of the other things that he mentions is that he feels that the former athletes who cross over and become media members right. um, are not treated equally. They are underpaid and by Jalen Rose's standards and his opinions they are at least 50% underpaid um, and he also alluded to the fact that when that person gets kind of hot they become a little bit more expensive and then they swap out so as I'm going through this article and I'm thinking about what he's saying and I'm analyzing what he's saying makes sense. it makes a lot of sense because I've seen it right um, and not only in basketball, but I've seen it in Football. other sports as as well. Okay. Uh, you look at some of the guys who were on TV. As far as let's go with the NBA real quick for a second. Uh, Chris Webber, who was doing games, was on the sideline doing games. He ended his contract. Um and. Arguably, I don't really know the true story, but arguably because of some of the things that Jalen Rose said. He wanted to be paid where he felt he should have been paid, and he wasn't going to get that. And so he decided to leave TV um, and do some other things. But you look at guys like Jalen Rose, and and surprisingly, Jalen Rose is one of those guys that actually went to school for communications, for media okay. broadcasting. He does podcasts. He has other shows on ESPN. Uh, so he is definitely, definitely not what you would think about as just a, an athlete transferring over to, to talking basketball or whatever so sport. on air. This is something that he's done. He says it in his article. He said he's been on TV for 20 years. So it's not like a hobby. Not so much a hobby, but it's not like a second job for him. Right. It's a legit job. It's like what he went to school for. Right. So, you know, he knows the ins and outs. And so you can take everything that he said in his article, like with a couple grains of salt, if you right. will, because he kind of knows what he's talking about. Now, a lot of times when you hear stuff like this, you can't get into that situation and you think to yourself, well, well what is he talking about? And this, that, and the third. Look at it this way. He does know what he's talking about. He has studied media and broadcasting. Yeah. You could definitely argue or debate his delivery, which and I mean, which is the way that he put these things out. But you would definitely, in my opinion, have a somewhat difficult time arguing the points that were made. And like I said, it could be. You you could go whatever you want to whatever way you want to go about his delivery and how he presented the information, but the information is still pretty right. solid in my opinion. Um, you know he he first he says it's a lot to do with corporate America. Um, so again, like he said, when you see these guys come on, and when they get hot, they end up 
being removed, disappearing, while the other side of it, um, and he said it's mostly the African Americans because most of the athletes that come over are African American, and most of the athletes that dominate these sports right. are African American. <laughs> so he also goes in and he says he doesn't really want to make it a racial issue, but when you look at what's going on, the Caucasian host will get to stay, have his name attached to the show as far as like it might be NBA talk with so-and-so, right. and then these are my co-hosts. And once these people get replaced and get shuffled around, that, that same host is still there for an extended run and still has his name attached to it. And then these athletes, like we said, when they get to the point where the company or corporate America or the uh, the media outlet may feel, oh, we're probably going to have to give this dude or this person a raise. Let's do what we did before. Let's recycle and stay where we are as far as paying and let them move on and not bring them back. So, again, like I said, you can read the article. You can Google it and see what he said. And, again, like I said, it could be his delivery that that is turning people um, a little bit off from what he said. But, again, in my opinion, the information that was brought forward is pretty solid. Right. You know, you can witness it, you can see it. And, you know, once you start hearing it and you think about it, like I did yesterday, you think about some people that have been on air that are not on air right now, and you think about the time where they were right before they left air. So, again, the information, again, is pretty solid in my opinion, but the delivery may be what is getting people um, all up in the tizzy. So the next story real quick, quick, like I said, and then I'll probably take our first break after this story real quick right. because, like I said, the football thing, our first Monday, so we're going to be a little lengthy with our football talk, um, if you will. It's um, in reference to a Harlem street basketball legend by the name of Joe Hammond. Excuse me. Um, he said he was chosen as the best street basketball player in history and had the luxury of saying no to the NBA. Mm -hmm. He made more money selling drugs. So, I thought the story was interesting um, because you sometimes hear about these kinds of stories, but then you don't fully believe them. But in this particular story, this gentleman um, gave a lot of his own account um, within this story. So... He is 73 now, and he just did not want to play in the NBA. Um, 73? He's 73 years old currently. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, um, they said he was a skinny, wiry kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, before basketball reached the stadiums and competitions were organized millionaires, the show was on the street. So we all can attest to that. Anybody that's lived in the city of Philadelphia or in New York, we all know the street ball scene and all that jazz, going back to 16th Street here in Philadelphia. And also this article was mostly in reference to the famed Rucker Park in New York City, Harlem, New York. Um, He was considered, again, like I said, he was considered to be the best street basketball player who never played professionally. Right. Okay, so he never even took the opportunities to go overseas, to play in other local leagues, to play. The G League wasn't out. The G League was out when he was Uh, going in. But Mm -hmm. um, So they're saying we're talking about someone so talented that he was able to make it to the second half of the biggest street game ever and score 50 points in a face-off of Dr. J himself. So... Apparently, he came at halftime in a fame game. And they'll talk a little bit more about this later on in the article. Um, you know, he set the record for points at the Rucker Park with 73. And then shortly after that, he set to break it and did so with one more point, scoring 74. Um, Kevin Durant, who was considered by many to possibly be, possibly be the person to come closest to or breaking the record, did not do so, but he only reached 66 points. Right. So there are many stories of how Hammond set, sent various national figures to school. So at an early age, apparently, um, here, well, they talk about the article here. There was a guy, another guy, Charlie Scott, in 71. Charlie Scott was a pro, and there was a lot of chitter-chatter about the street game and him being a pro. So he was challenged to come to play at Rucker Park, 
He brought some guys with him. One of those guys at the time was Julius Irving. Um, and at the time, Julius Irving was up and coming. And then a year later, um, after this, or following this game, this infamous game at Rucker Park, um, Julius Irving went on to average 27.3 points, 15 rebounds in his first season in the ABA. Um, everyone, and this is a quote from Joe Hammond himself when this thing came up about this game. He says, everyone was asking me how I do against Julius Irving. And I told them they should be, they should ask him how he's going to do against me. In Joe Hammond form, he shows up to this game at halftime. Um, the story is alleged that he came to have that Hollywood feel. That he came, got out of a white limousine uh, and all this other jazz and all that. And apparently, at by records, he did come at halftime and end up scoring 50 points and a half in this game. But his team ultimately lost in overtime. Um, the Scott, the team driven by Charlie Scott and Julius Irving, the Westsiders, um, I think Pee Wee Kirkland was on that team as well. They won that game in overtime, 117 to 108, and Irving only finished with 39 points. But they allegedly, the story goes that Mr. Hammond scored 50 and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, he said since he was a young boy, and a lot of his peers would urge him to move on to play in some of these other leagues, um, some the EBA, the Eastern Basketball Association, well, for a team from Allentown. Right. His thing was he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to play any type of game where scouts would be involved. He was offered, he was drafted by the Lakers in a hardship draft and offered $50,000. He declined that contract because of what he was doing on the street in between there. He said he already had that 50000 in the bank in a secret account. And then he also had 200000 in his apartment. So that money really was nothing to him. And this is part of the reason why he didn't want to go in to the NBA. Right. He also felt that he should be paid more mm-hmm. because a lot of the guys that he were, that were on that team, he felt that he was better than. Right. Some of the names at that time, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and Wilt Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. A lot the Lakers organization felt like Joe Hammond was the missing piece to get them over the hump, right. but he did not want to attend. He did not want to play, like I said, in any games where he felt a scout or coaches or anything like that would be um, available. Former um, St. John's coach, and at the time when this was going on in the 70s, about around about 73, Lou Carnesecca said, and I quote, Joe was magic before magic. So the reputation um, apparently does speak for itself and hold up for itself. Um, So, again, this young man at the time, felt that his street culture, his street nature was getting him through. And then, as we all know, things happen, and we know what happens at some point when you're in that life. At some point, things happen, and you lose all that stuff. Um, Apparently, he's been, still lives in Harlem. He's seen around Harlem. He's doing pretty good. And he's always stopped when people see him, and they give him anecdotes and talk about remembering the things that he did at Rucker Park. And he did as a street ball player. So kudos to him. But again, I just thought that that was an interesting story of how um, one gentleman who could have possibly had been super in the NBA, arguably one of the best players in the NBA, decided to stay on the street ball circuit and not to pursue the career in the NBA. Sam, how you doing? Folks, it is 11.20, 20 minutes past the 11 a.m. hour. We are going to take our first break. Yes, sir. When we come back, we're going to get into this football thing. We're going to give you the scores first from yesterday. As a matter of fact, we're going to go all the way back to the original kickoff of week one right. of this 2022 season on Thursday. And we're going to go through these games, talk a little bit about these games again, and get you ready for tonight's closer for week one. And then we'll before we close out today's show, we'll give you our picks for say, week two. That and just stay tuned, folks. Yes, we'll see you on the other side yeah. in just a few seconds. All right. I'm taking a break right now. Welcome back to everybody that tuned in earlier. Right. Welcome back to anybody that's just tuning in right now. Absolutely. So what we're going to do right now is, like I said, we're going to get into 
these football scores from yesterday. Pretty good. And then we will talk about some of these games. We're going to definitely talk some Eagles. Yeah. Um, and we're going to run from there. We got, we got some things to talk about um, with the Eagles. And people, I know it's only game one. Yeah, relax. I know it's only one weekend. Uh-huh. But you definitely saw some things um, that will definitely need to be worked at. And coming up, the next game, too, is a tough game. Oh, yeah. Tough test um, at home, the home opener. But we'll talk about that um, in a little bit. So giving you scores for week one, mm-hmm. going back to Thursday, September the 3rd, yeah, Buffalo and the Rams, the Spank Bills them. take that beat up on the world champs, 31-10. We move into yesterday's games. New Orleans at Atlanta. New Orleans takes that game 27-26. Mm-hmm. San Francisco at Chicago. Oh, San Francisco falls in that game 19-10. to 10. In the rain. So while we're there, and we got Frank here as a 49ers fan, uh. let's, let's talk a little bit. And I know he was tuned in the last couple weeks. Right. And I, I talked a little right. bit about the situation with Trey Lance. And apparently there's a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. with that organization and with um, Trey Lance. They are apparently mm-hmm. um, somewhat now unsure of their decision decision to hand over the keys to him, and, and thus they created a major problem for themselves. And what I think that problem is or will be is what happens if things continue the way they are, he doesn't progress. And you gave, initially you gave Jimmy G uh, permission to seek a trade or whatever. Apparently that didn't happen. You bring him back Back as like arguably one of, if not the highest paid backup in the NFL. So you've got two quarterbacks who could have, their egos shattered right. in one way or another um, dealing with that organization. Mm-hmm. So, and what I mean by that is, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and the young guy, Trey Lance, was given the keys to the bus. Right. If he doesn't pan out, and, and it's hard to tell how or when it might, and again, it, it's still, it's only week one. Week one. I, I'm just backtracking on what's been put out. Right about the discussions and the conversations about Trey Lance um, going into the season. So depending on what happens and how it goes, you could, as an organization, they could really, really damage this young man's ego by pulling him, let's say, week five, five. somewhere between week four and six. Then you look on the other side and you look at Jimmy G. Right. And now being the backup, and let's just say, you know, playing devil's advocate, God forbid it does happen. But if it does happen, he ends up being back in the starting lineup. Right. <clears throat> how does he take that? Does he take it as, mm-hmm. I should have been here anyway, you shouldn't right. have never moved me? Or does he take it um, and use it as fuel to show right. that he should have, you know. So it, it's a lot of ways right. that it could go. Right. Um, I'm just confused as to how, yeah, which way it's going to go. Well, this is what I heard. Uh, so, I'm going to be too long on the topic. Kyle Shanahan said, he said that, that the only way Jimmy G gets in there, unless he, one or two, stinks up so bad, really, or he gets hurt. And he said they both get along. It's a win-win situation. Not just Kyle Shanahan. A lot of analysts say it's a win-win situation. Whatever, so it's not a bad thing. And but, so here's the thing, they real quick. He said, "You cannot put Jimmy G in there and then go back to the young guy because this is because after that they try to get rid of him. Now exactly, he's gonna be a backup." Exactly what I said. So yeah. you, you got a major yeah. problem. But some some people you cannot do that. Like they they trying to back, from what you just now. said. Right. Like it seems like they trying to downplay it. 
Yeah. But you can't downplay it because yeah, the problem three, is there. Three, three picks for him. The, so pro- they just yeah, can't, the problem is unless there. Unless he stinks up so bad, they right. And, and go 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 to Jimmy G. And and part of that part of that right. equation, part of their problem is, like I said, right. where they're trying to downplay a little bit with what they're saying, where they're right, saying, right. "Oh, I can't take him out and He's put Jimmy G terrible. and then put exactly. him back in." Right. But everything, all preseason leading up to this, right, right. reflected all of the uncertainty, right, of. Whether he is the guy, whether he's actually ready. We still don't know yet. We still don't and know. the other side of that again is right. they made that decision. Yes. And now they're kind of like second guessing themselves. Not yet. Not yet. They, well, they are. They haven't done it all preseason. I mean, I know it's only yeah. week one. It's only week one. It was raining and all that yeah. kind of jazz uh, or whatever. But all preseason right. long, right. Right. It, it they've been alluding to right. the fact that uh, we're not 100% right. sure yeah. we might have made a mistake. By giving this kid uh, the keys this uh, soon. I wish Ball was here. I wish Ball was here. It is, you know, it's one of those things yeah. where it could happen to any team. What week? You don't know because you're not it, a You Lions don't fan. know. Though, D, like, like but if Baldy was here, me all I'm saying fans, is, right. all I'm saying is, what that's week the, will know. All I'm saying is that's the problem that they created. Right, right. That at some point, they're going to have to face this problem. Dog, they, they said, unless Kyle Shanahan lying. Yeah, he said he talked with both of them. They, they really like no, each other. It's, gonna, it's a it's win not about. Everything. It's not about them liking each other. Facts. None of that has to do anything to do with it. Yeah. The situation is the problem that they created for themselves right, right, right. within that organization. They did it. Right. It's not like they were pressured by media or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They decided that. They got to that Super Bowl. Jimmy G didn't do it. He wasn't enough. And they decided they gave up. They got gave up those three picks, picks. Three picks. And they figured, all right, look, we got to give this kid a shot, yeah. see where he's at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, all preseason, right. it was all the fans talk. Mainly, fans, and fans. no, it was organization, I didn't coaches, and all that. It was media that. where they analyzed media, yes. him. Yes. But it was still some people in the yeah, organization yeah. too, fans where they analyzed right, him. Right. And they said that they're not liking what they're seeing they right now. And, and I'm not saying that it can't happen a different way. It right. can't improve or none of that. Right. I'm just saying the picture that they painted Painted-ed. for right. themselves right. is a problem that they are going to run into at some point in the season. I think it's a win-win for Because right. for one... You don't know if or when he's going to stink it up, if he does stink it up, or what happens in the season. You don't know how the first half of the season is going to go, depending on where they are in the playoff race or in the division race, things of that nature. So it's always going to be in the back of their head all season long. Damn it, maybe we shouldn't have gave him the keys yet. Right. Some or that. or maybe, I, but D, real but quick, then real the whole equation is mm-hmm. maybe we shouldn't have gave him the keys yet. Quick question, Dave. Dennis. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's too soon. Then it's like, ah, well, you don't know if How we can really learn, put D? Jimmy back in there, and this is the problem that y'all created. Yeah. That's all I'm real saying. Quick. I don't know. That's all what I'm saying is was in the past. Y'all create the 49ers Dave. organization created this yeah. problem that they're going to have to deal with is all I'm saying. Dick, quick question. And I don't know what athlete it was. I've been with you, with you, you my partner for like three years. Athlete, how do an athlete who's going to learn until he just, you got to throw him in the fire. You has got nothing to do with fire. that. Like, you missing my whole point. I'm right, not right. saying that right, right. that's not what you need. Yes, you definitely have to play to get the yeah. experience. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, right. outside of just playing the football games, right, right, right. Y'all have a problem that that was created within that organization. And like I said, it's going to be faced well, at some point in that season. Right. We just well, don't that, know that's when. That's the media. That's their job. That's we the just job. don't know when. It, it's yeah. not the media. Yeah. It was. I, I don't have all them notes with well, me. Well, but I gave you all them notes. Them California fans. They, but they, I gave. I, I, I presented right. all those notes. Yeah. About you know I follow my team. His I got stats. Add, I, I follow but, but But the thing, I'm, the thing I'm pointing out is, and I'm right. not knocking the kid. That's cool. I'm pointing out I like the stats. And they say numbers don't lie. Yeah. So the stats have them second guessing themselves well, about making this decision that's right now. That's the quarterback position. It's, when he win or lose, they gonna he gonna get the heat. But they don't care. But you that's not about, my yeah, point. My right. point is, mm-hmm. my point again right. is, they are not a hundred percent sure they made the right decision yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, no, no, that's thing. my point. If he would do four ten TDs and they would have won. Uh, we didn't able to still say that. Still, probably so. You're right. They probably so. Did we make still, the right mistake? Right, right. That's 
another aspect. Yeah, if he yeah, if he had least. done that, yeah, it would have no been probably ID, different. Because he only threw three hundred seventy-five passes since what, high school. What I'm saying right, is, right. all I'm saying right. is, there is an issue there that's going to have to be faced right. at some point during the Probably season. A couple times, yeah. And no, at, I don't feel like it's a win-win. They said for that particular team, for those particular players. And I get the fact, yeah, they can be cool. They can talk to each other, whatever right. it is. All right, that's fine and well. Right. But the bigger issue is you have a team and you have aspirations for playoffs and championships. Yeah. And now you made this decision. Right. And now you're giving off every impression that you're second-guessing your decision. Right. Poses a lot of questions. Right. That's all I'm saying. It poses a lot of questions. They says the team like and, both and, of them. And, and it poses that threat right. that if it comes to the point, will they pull the pull the gun and make a switch? Will they ride it out? Or what will they do? It is right. the biggest question. Right. And, and and it's a big decision right. because, like I said, you don't know if or when it's going to – well, you don't know when it's going to happen because right. we know it's going to happen because of the way they've responded to everything – Going into the regular season. Right. And then, on top of it, you take a loss, arguably to a team that you should have beaten. Facts. Should have beaten. So, it's making that decision look... It's week one, then. Even, But I'm just saying, right, right. I know it's week one, but yeah. we're going through the whole thing, the whole gamut of Precise. what I've been saying Facts. about the issue that they have. Right. Now it's making them look like, again, even more, yeah. they having yeah. second thoughts. Well, like, now, right. well, not so much they haven't said, now it's really looking like right. all through the beginning of the preseason, they were right. thinking maybe we made a wrong decision, yada, yada, yada. And again, it's only week one, but you look at week one and now it's like, hmm, maybe they did make the wrong decision. But we'll, we won't know that in week sleep. one. There's yeah. no way to know that in yeah. week they one. They cross Seattle next week and they be like, oh, wow. Um, Nate, What's we are mean? definitely talking about Trey Lance and the 49ers and that quarterback situation with Jimmy yes, G. But y- you will never, you'll never find that out in week one. That that's yeah. not going to happen in week one. Probably ain't going to find it in week four or five. I'm just saying that, right. all I'm saying is that it's not the usual problem that teams have. Where it's not solely the media right. saying this and this and this. It's the media and it's the organization that are having second thoughts. Yeah. And the thing that I'm saying is right. it's an issue and it's a self-made issue. So it's not like it's the media right. painting that picture for all the fans and all that. It's a self-made issue because they made a decision right. and then they went engaged numbers and things in the preseason right. and then they started second guessing that decision. Before we move on, can I real quick, give me like sixty seconds. I'll, let me tell you my analyzation. I feel as though what's gonna happen and why they made their move. Jimmy G took them to the Super Bowl. Jimmy G almost took them to a second Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan said in numerous occasions and John Lynch, he Jimmy, the team loves Jimmy. But Jimmy for some reason he could not take him over the hunt far as he always keeps doing interceptions at the wrong time. They feel as though they need like a Patrick Mahomes to get that first down. Don't just run but every. He's not down. Patrick Mahomes. No, yet. I'm just using him as an example. Yeah, but he's not yeah. there yet. No, of course he's not there. We'll never. He probably will never be Patrick. My point is, they they feel as though it was, it was something missing there, missing. That's why they went, moved up in the draft. So what was so missing? Jimmy G's keep throwing interceptions. He can't. What move. was missing? He's like a statue. He cannot move. Okay. He makes good. He's a good starter. He has a okay. good record. Now starter. Nate said Nate Phillips just said that he feels like they're going to go back to Jimmy G by week nine when playoffs and everything start implications. Probably start so, to come maybe, in. maybe not. But so due to injury, probably what was missing? Him. What was missing? His decision making sometimes sucks. Okay, all so all the time. and I was defending him right, all the time. I love right. Jimmy G, and I give you that. But, Use your feet. It's like a Steve Young. Don't but, run like Michael Vick. Use your feet to but, get out. Jimmy G couldn't do that, though, D. But, okay. Extend and I know, plays. And I know it's only week one, but we're yes. just talking about players in general. Yes. These two players, how much does it change now with Trey Lance, we don't who know. doesn't have the experience? We don't know. Somebody said that in uh, a social media uh, but question. Yes. You we just said it, it changed, it, but how much does it change now? So, punk. basically, you're right. still in the same boat, whether it's Jimmy well, G. We don't know that. It's or, week one. Right, but all I'm saying it's is... It's a mystery. We don't know yet. Right, and this yeah. is what I'm saying. You right. keep us alluding back. Same thing I keep saying. That's the problem that they created now. 
it, it could be a good problem. It could be, but it could be a good problem. Like, yo, when y'all want to see, but Nick Foles and uh, but what if it's wins? not? Huh? That's a different situation. Yeah, yeah, true, true. It's a different situation right. because at that particular time, Nick Foles had already had experience. Nick Foles had started games right. prior to that season. And, and they both wasn't scrambling quarterback. But well, Carson neither. Wentz was. Yeah. Carson Wentz wasn't really a scrambler. He yeah. could, he was mobile. He could move. That's what we want. But Me. right. Nick Foles had the experience. That's where the difference is. Right. You went from your starter, who had a little bit of experience, but was starting to show flashes of being your franchise quarterback okay. until things happen, whatever. Yeah. And Carson Wentz, because Carson Wentz oh, was on. arguably that season. Carson Wentz was yeah, arguably the MVP of that he was, season. He was. He, got he was arguably the MVP, and he got hurt. He got hurt. But then you bring in Nick Foles, who knows the system, who has had he experience. He came in and did what he did, carried the rest of the way, yeah, and won the that. chip. Mm-hmm. The difference I'm saying is, you said it was you, they wanted to change, they wanted a difference with Jimmy little. G's decision making. You can't really say, and I know you right, can't right. really say right, right, right. now right. that there's any change. Real quick, Kyle Shanahan said he they feels so he can open the playbook more. With, with, but with, you, with, you with still, the, like I said, with the lack of with experience, the RPOs and stuff. but you still can't say that there's much of a right. change as far as right. what you said. Right, the interceptions, right. the decision right. making. Right. You can't really say we that yet. That. We don't know. You can't say that yet. You can't say that yet because you don't know. Right. But I think he's going to be a monster. I think he's going to be a monster. Not Patrick Mahomes' monster. I think, put it this way, D, and that Kittle, he ain't played this last week. You got Debo. He has a lot of okay, playmakers around him. It, it's the same. Be the point, be the point guard. Be the point guard. Don't mess the cake up. If you can't get it to them. Right. Facts. The then, then, there's a, then there's a big problem. Right. Right. It's a big issue. Yeah. Like, when you talk about, you look at the Eagles, and they people talk about Jalen Hurts, how he can't throw the ball. He did pretty good yesterday. I mean, yeah. I, I look for improvements. Yeah, line. But the one. That long 54-yarder he threw to A.J. Brown was right, right on the money. And we'll talk about yeah, that a little yeah, bit later. Yeah. The line is arguably one of them, not the best lines in professional football. Yeah, they say he's running too much. Well, Detroit, the way they came at that game, yeah. they put the blitzes on so he had to get away. Right. Um, Nate has a question. Do you think Dallas will panic and trade for Jimmy G while Dak is out? No. No. Because that's not what... Oh, uh, that's not what Jerry Jones does. Jerry Jones won't do that. Um, I'll tell you that in a minute, three seconds. No, he's not gonna do that. He's not gonna do that. Right. I don't believe. Um, nope. Again, like I said, that's not what Jerry Jones does. Right. I think they're going to try and ride the wave, which, in my opinion, is a bad decision. They're done. They're done. Because you try and ride the wave with an unknown. Who's that back? Back there, I don't even know the Mom, guy's they name. They done. They y'all but got to you, you you throw an unknown in there. Yeah. Um, and then you figure six to eight weeks, let's say, ten. for Dak to come back. So arguably, in reality, that's like 10, 11 weeks. So you're looking at coming back like week 15 How many times y'all play him? of the season. Y'all playing at least once? You play him twice. So that's no, like no, no, I know you play him 15. twice, like do you, that span time he out, do y'all once. play him? And if they go to 15, it might be both games. I got to look at the schedule. But if it goes to coming back week 15, it might be both the games. I got it. But you bring in a virtual unknown. It's throwing him, too. You already got weak. You already got holes on your offensive line. Tackle going. Your wide receiving core is basically depleted. You're down to C.D. Lamb. Mm -hmm. And now people will load the box on Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard. And make this quarterback throw the ball to virtually unknown receivers. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be tough. And I'm not sure, and I really don't believe that Jerry Jones is going to issue and make a trade right. for uh, Jimmy G. Moving on with the rest of the scores. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. In overtime, I Pittsburgh that. takes that 23-20. New England falls to Miami 20-7. Yeah, Baltimore gets up on the Jets 24-9. Jacksonville falls to Washington 28-22. Cleveland gets by Carolina 26-24. Indy and Houston in week one, a right. tie in overtime 2020. Right. Philadelphia gets by Detroit. 38-35. The Giants edge out the Titans 21-20. Minnesota gets up on Green Bay 23-7. Kansas City demolishes Arizona 44-21. Las Vegas, the Raiders fall to the Chargers 24-19. And in the nightcap last night, Sunday night football, Tampa Bay outlasts the Cowboys 19-3. Real quick, real quick. 
tonight if Seattle, which I think they are going to get blown out or lose, the NFC West will be 0-1 for all teams. So. Why do you think they're going to get blown out? Well, Russell Wilson, Judy, he's in my fantasy league. But you why know what? Do you think they're going to I, get I'll take out. that back. They're home, the 12th man, whatever. They'll probably but, give them a game. Why do you think they're going to get blown out? Because they're the better team. Denver are the better team. But why do you think they're going to get blown out? What what reasons do you have? Just can't just say because they're the better team. Yeah, the better team. They, they got they, Seattle. All they got is DK Metcalf. Okay, but they, they got, got defense too. Who, who Seattle? Yeah, Seattle still has an okay defense. Yeah, they have the twelfth man at that loud. They still have an okay defense. So? It's not like it's not the defense of old. Right, right. But it's not like a right. pushover Wilson, defense. I'd be very surprised that game. It's not a pushover by, defense. By the third quarter, it, it's been double and digit leads. I don't hear much about. Denver's defense is not all that great. I heard their defense is pretty good. The top ten in the league. Coming okay. in. Projected. So, projected. Projected. Right. You still gotta play they the got game. Playmakers all I don't over that I don't field. see a blowout. No, I mean they, I pick they edge rushes. They got two edge I pick Denver to win, but I don't see it. I I, I can't true, see it true. being a blowout. True, it's week one. It's week one. I'm I don't see it being a blowout. Right. Because I said thirty to ten. Geno Smith you like him? will not really, but for that team, Geno Smith will manage the game. It's going to be up to DK Metcalf and that defense right. to keep them in the game and possibly win that game from if they have a chance to because win. Russell Wilson, he wants to win that but, game bad. you know, you can't yeah. – I can't see you know that being – I can't why. see that being like a definitely uh, well, blowout. Nate Phillips said he's predicting the upset. Seattle beats Denver 27-21. Yeah, it could happen. Could and happen. Seattle's at home, so no, it could happen. D, you're right. You're right. It this could happen. will be a good game, but they ain't won. I'll be it could happen. Surprised. You know, like I said, I'll pick Denver to win. But, you know, right. it, it, it could happen. Right. So, let's talk a little bit of this Eagles game. Okay. Um, Eagles outlast the Lions 38-35. They got away with that one. Um, they did not cover the spread. Nope. The spread was, came down. It started out at six and a half oh, by game time. Started, it came down to five, I believe. Right. Um, not... Too bad of a game as far as numbers wise for Jalen Hurts. Uh, eighteen to thirty-two, two hundred forty-three yards, right. seven point six yard average per pass, no TDs, throwing, no interceptions. Throwing. Again, like I said, good, pretty decent game numbers wise. Right. Uh, but I, I saw some things that I felt like um, will need to be adjusted. Run defense, man. Um, I saw some things on the offense right. where the play development and the play calling, in my opinion, was a little bit suspect right. like it has been. Um, I think they decided to adjust with A.J. Brown a little bit oh, he had a monster at the game. wrong moment, although he did have a monster game. He had a monster game. I just felt like Good move. I felt like they should have exploited that a little bit more than what they did. Um, yeah, he was he was targeted 13 times. He had 10 receptions for 155 yards. Um, his longest was the long bound for 54 yards. Yeah, he's a monster. Um, and on that 54 yards, if, if two guys had not caught him, he would have possibly argued a touchdown. Even Jeffries had the best week, though, Dave. Jeffries had a monster game too for the Minnesota. Whew. Yeah, yeah, Nate. I know everybody's still working out. Yeah, you know it's only one week. Oh, he a Niners fan? I don't know what fan he is, but he's just saying it's week <laughs> one. <laughs> no, he just said it's week one, and everybody's still oh, working I, out stuff. I, yeah, I, and I mean, I totally team. agree with that. My That's why I'm Robert. going through this, and I'm saying there yeah. are things that that right, I see yeah. that um right. that will need to be tweaked and will need to be worked on. Yeah. Um. Again, but like I said, numbers wise. Not bad of a game from Jalen Hurts. He didn't throw for any touchdowns. Oh, no, no. Oh, he didn't so they, all their touchdowns were rushing touchdowns. Oh, I, I, all of them. I thought he threw a couple touchdowns. No, all four of their touchdowns were rushing wow. touchdowns. Well, he got uh, but, you know, I, I think it's going to come. Like I said, you, you look at, like Nate said, it's week one. Mm-hmm. Um, Pump the brakes, man. Come on. Okay, he's a diehard Philly fan through and through, so I'm cool with that. Uh, one, one of the things <laughs> you also have to look at um, in week one is the fact that a lot of the number ones didn't play a lot in preseason. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. I about to say one. Um, one and then, one, you know, one. preseason is cut down now to three games. Yeah. So you have teams like the Eagles that have new pieces. And we see how, um, how spectacular 
Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown can be. Right. Um, he did get some passes to, to Dallas Goddard as well. Oh, didn't really like get that. much. Um, uh, let me see. Who was it? Um, Devontae Smith didn't have any catches yesterday. He was targeted right only four times. How about Sanders? Didn't have any catches. Um, but, again, like I said, the offense, I think they came out the opposite way of what I felt they should have come out. Right. Um, I felt like Detroit and that defense was going to try and make a point early. So I felt like they should have tried to run the ball early. It's you out trouble a little bit. Um, as, as they did. Because you run the ball early and you consistently try to run the ball when you got a team that's blitzing and applying that Off pressure. Yeah. It automatically, when you start running the ball, it automatically Open relinquishes some of yeah. that pressure. Mm-hmm. Yes, it but does. they have to back it up and be calculated with yeah, that pressure. And, and that secondary is not all that great. I think it would have helped them a little bit more if they had done it that way as opposed to coming out trying to throw the ball right. early. So that's one thing um, that I think can be tough. Um, the rushing game was okay. Um, you had Sanders with 13 attempts for 96 yeah, yards. Yeah. Hertz ran the ball a little bit too much for me yesterday, 17 attempts for 90 yards. Oh, okay. wow. Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott came in and did their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like we said, the receiving, we know A.J. Brown, what he we saw everything yesterday or almost everything yesterday we saw the possibilities yesterday rather Dallas Goddard in the mix um he only had three receptions but there were three receptions for 60 yards a couple of the running backs Gainwell had two receptions for 12 yards Sanders two receptions for nine yards so on the defensive side of the ball you a lot of points they gave up a lot of points they gave up a lot of yards rushing mm-hmm. As well, right, um, and they still outrushed the Detroit Lions. Detroit gave up 181 yards. The Eagles gave up 181 yards rushing to the Lions. Right, but those were just big gashes. It wasn't a lot of runs. They were big gashes. Um, and the Eagles' total rushing yards is 216. Right, for the day, giving them a total yards for the game. Total offense 455 right, to total offensive yards for the Lions at 386. Lions at 386. Total yards, offense here, 386. Okay. Uh, but, you know, the, the defense, you can also play into the fact that, and I'm not making excuses, I'm just looking at coaches and what I saw yesterday. Right. Um, they had a running back coach, a position coach, who right. was a position coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. So he right. faced that defense every day. Right. And since Deuce has been here and gone, there hasn't been a really influx of change in right. that defensive front. Mm-hmm. So the familiarity is there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was well planned out. And if you don't know what I'm saying, you can go back and watch the highlights where, and they talked about it the entire game, where they were precise in their running plays and their running backs were precise in executing those running plays where they hit the hole then they made a cut to the hash and then the second cut was out to the numbers and outside and that worked very well for them um so i think what needs to be done is they have to adjust that right they've got to be prepared for that um on that it was on the left side of the offensive line so it's on the right side of the defense but i i'm sure They'll adjust to that because um, you saw the signs of when they had the stops. And it was a nice little stretch where they went three and out consistently on the Lions did until late in the game mm-hmm. when it gave me the feel that the Eagles were a little bit too comfortable. And they had to also, right. and you had to remember that this is also an NFL team. Although we've been beating them up and down the field <laughs> in that section, know, right. in that section, right. it's still an NFL team. Yeah. Their object is to try and score points, and they'll do it whatever way they can. Because you got to keep playing. Yeah. So I think that'll be adjusted definitely. Um, mm-hmm. I think they'll they'll definitely get to well, that. Kirk Cousins like to throw in the they, They'll so think I, I like you know. Um, so again, like I said, it, it wasn't a bad performance. Yeah. It wasn't a great performance. Yeah. How you feel? About it that? wasn't the performance that a lot of Eagles fans expected. Right. Giving up thirty five points. Are you nervous going forward? Then wasn't. No, I'm not nervous. About anything about them? I'm, I can't call? say I'm nervous. Um, I said I, I see some things Pre- that I see that can be tweaked. Right, week one. 
but I'm not nervous because even with Somebody's the fans. way, even with the way yesterday's game played out on both sides of the ball, you saw a lot of things. Um, and in my opinion, I think you saw just a smidget more good things more than, than you did bad. the bad things, if you want to go that route and call them bad things. And I'll just say things that, that need to be tweaked. Right. Um, you saw sense, you saw the you saw the impact or the possible impact of the additions. Um, C.J. Jones Gardner, the right. safety. You saw the impact of Hassan Reddick. You saw the impact of Kaiser White. You definitely saw the impact of A.J. Brown. Yes, he's a monster. He's okay. a beast. I like so, that. was a good pickup. Once, upgraded. Good. once <laughs> this thing comes together, you see how scary going at times the Eagles could end up being. Yeah. If it comes together completely sooner than people think, they could arguably be a serious threat in the NFC. You think so? But it's got to come together. Right. Like I said, it, I it's like got to come together. Like so you're not delusional. Some no, fans. I'm definitely not oh, delusional. Going to the ball it, it, it's got to come that. together. And like I said, I saw some things that I liked in Jalen Hurts and improvements in the passing yeah, game. Yeah, true. And I saw some things that I didn't like. Right. And some of them were actually kind of like, uh, I don't like the way he got rid of that ball, but I like the fact that he did get rid of it. And Fact. some of those things I said were some of those plays where he just kind of flipped it out of bounds and right, right. running out of bounds. I like the fact that he was being a quarterback, right. aware enough to get outside the pocket and get rid of the ball. And run from I didn't like the way he got rid of the ball. You got to prove it. If that. you understand. He threw a what pick. I'm I mean, did he throw a pick? He didn't throw any picks. That's good. But the way he would run, some couple times he went, he just kind of flipped the ball away. I want you to throw it. If you're going to throw it away, throw it away. Right. You know, that's what I need you to do. But like I said, that's a that's a, that's burning that candle on each end. I liked to see him rolling out and getting rid of the ball, not taking those extra hits. I also liked the fact that when he did run, in moments he did slide. Mm -hmm. Except for that one second week in a row, second time this season, once in preseason and once in regular season so far, where it was a late hit. Yeah, I saw that play. But I did like the fact that he was sliding and he was getting out of bounds. But I don't like the fact that some of those passes that he threw away, the way he threw them away. So it's still a learning process for a running quarterback. But I am glad to see that he does have the inclination to slide when he needs to slide. Uh, I think also what needs to happen again, and I'm going back to what I've said for the last couple years, I think the play calling – Needs to be up, adjusted. Man? I think, again, I think they need to run the ball first. Um, first? Yeah, I think they need to run the ball first. No play action. Well, play action still, but you still got to run. I yeah, still yeah. think play, I, they were they were the best running team going into the end of last season, going right. into the playoffs true, anyway. True. Um, and, again, like I said, you did get enough. They had 216 yards rushing total. Hey, um, Miles Sanders has broken into the end zone I already. Like, I like Miles Sanders. So I think and I feel like you need to run the ball right. with your running backs more. Yeah, and keep the pressure and, off of Hurts. But not so much you keep the pressure off of Hurts. That opens up all of these runs that he had early in the game. Yeah. This opens these up for later in the game. Yeah. And yeah. if you think about yeah. it, you look at yesterday's game, if let's just say they had run the ball first starting out initially. Right. And you take away those runs from Jalen Hurts early in the game. And then you look at how that game played out going down the stretch. Late third quarter, early middle fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. That's where now you have key on those runs. Because now play action becomes more of a factor, more of a threat. Mm -hmm. And then you can even put in more RPOs. Because now you have a quarterback that can run. run. And now you've got running backs yes. that have been gashing possibly mm-hmm. this defense. So now you've got the defense guessing. Uh-huh. And ways. then when it comes to it, then they can't put, they can't really put that much pressure in the box. Or if they do put that pressure in the box, or those nine, eight, nine guys in the box, the now you got one-on-one coverage with A.J. Brown. Brown and Devontae Smith. And then you got Goddard. Goddard. And then you still got Goddard, Goddard, Goddard. who's Goddard. arguably going to be on a safety. He's very underrated, D. And it's going to make like it harder yes. for teams to double team because I think that's what happened with Devontae Smith uh, yesterday. Uh, I think teams shaded over him 
Why just they a little bit. He's a speedster. Because Speed I think, kills. well, because I think teams shaded over him. He's a problem. And what's wrong with that? Then they had to adjust and start shading over. We got one uh, too. AJ Brown. Yeah, that's But him, you man. know, I, I think the Eagles need to run the ball. Fact. Starting out um, in those games, and then, so. like I said, that opens up those because those those gashing runs that Jalen Hurts had. Could have easily, would have easily stretched out, right. would have easily stretched out the game. Well, lessened the game, yeah. and it would have stretched out wins for they would have took time off the it's clock. Be a good game and you looked at it, when you look back at it, you look at that those gashes. If those gashes had come later in the game, right? They wouldn't have scored even with them gashing the Eagles in the run game. They wouldn't have gotten to thirty-five points yeah. because they wouldn't have had the ball. You're running the ball. And the time. So they would have been pressing. Then they would have been put into a position where they would have had to throw the ball and not run the ball as much as they did and get those gashes. So I think, you know, I believe believe there are going to be some things um, that are going to be adjusted that were seen by the Eagles coaching staff that um, will be adjusted. Jeffries is a monster. I also think that. From a player standpoint, the defense um, knowing or believing that I know who they are will look at the tape and realize that, yo, we got to get a little bit more stout. We got to do some things a little different. Um, You know, the secondary, I think, played a pretty good game yesterday, Um, except for that one that Jared Goff dropped into – that one receiver over Darius Slade late in the game, yeah. number fourteen. I can't pronounce his name. I forget right. his name, but Saint something. Uh, to him, he he that was a nicely placed ball. And again, I'm still not sold on Jared Goff, and it showed yesterday <laughs> um, on moments how. I'm not picking on him, but right. you, if you go back, he went to the Rams. If you go back, and, if you go back and you look at that game yesterday, yeah. you you can understand what I'm talking yeah, about. He had some shine. He had some moments. He's not a great quarterback, but he he's not. A great quarterback. Scares I mean, me like you know, so overall, I think the secondary played good. Yeah. Um, you know, Bradbury got the pick six, so that's only going to boost his confidence. Mm-hmm. I think Darius Slay is going to come in next week with a chip on the shoulder for getting burnt for that well, Kirk touchdown. Cousins. Kirk Cousins always um, Epps is getting better day by day, right. and the great addition of uh, Gardner Johnson, CJ, who mm-hmm. played pretty good yesterday. Right. Uh, so I think it's like I said, the secondary played pretty good. I think linebacking core played say, that, pretty how, good. How's the rookie linebacker from Georgia? I, I like him. How um, did he play? I didn't see him a lot yeah, he's yesterday. A, he's a good player, man. Why you have to but keep him in there? I, I think he'll get his chance. Yeah, definitely. He, from Georgia, he's good. Um, yeah, I like that pick. That but I also, mm-hmm. like I said, I also think that <clears throat> the defensive front will carry the team. Come out with a different mind frame. Um, in week two. Yeah, monster guy. I think they're going to come out and try to prove a point early yeah, and let people know or make a statement that last week was just week one and they got us. They got up on us. Um, but we made the adjustments as good teams do. We'll make the adjustments and we'll be better. And I think that's going to happen for the Eagle. I, I definitely, though, I definitely want them to be definitely um in tune with what's going on uh i definitely want them to be in tune because they do have two good receivers and a solid running back the question mark for me once again is the quarterback uh in kirk cousins who does at times and has at times been known to throw games away throw interceptions at crucial moments and and give games away so You know, I, I, and you know, people will probably going that. in and seeing what they did to Green Bay yesterday. People will probably say, "Oh, well, the Eagles better watch child. They did this, they no, did that." No, uh, let's see. Green Bay. With all that they did against Green Bay, they scored twenty three points. Green Bay only scored Green seven. Bay don't got Adams anymore. But Green Bay is not the Green Bay, the Green Bay of the last couple of seasons. Yeah, they don't got Adams. They don't have any known wideouts. So it was a touch easier for Minnesota's defense 
um, with these inexperienced guys because I think Aaron Rodgers got sacked a little bit more than the average um, yesterday. I saw that. And, you know, they've got some issues with the offensive line. But it's just the fact that he has these unexperienced or inexperienced wide receivers and timing um, different types of plays are going to be off. And that gives an advantage to a lot of defenses. So, you know, we'll see what happens in that game. Like I said, as an offense, they only scored 23 points. Um, you know, I'm not, again, just like not with Jared Goff, I'm not totally, completely sold on uh, Kirk Cousins as well. Um, I think the Eagles can get to Kirk Cousins. Um, again, I also think that the Eagles front four are going to come in with a different mindset and wanting to just let people know, just remind people of who they are, um, not just, you know, that last week. You know, they got gashed a little bit in certain runs. I, I'll admit that, you know. And, again, like I said, I think they'll own that, and I think they'll be better uh, next week with that. So you've got tonight closing out week one, Denver is Seattle. Um, in my picks, I picked Denver in that game. So that's where I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay with Denver. I'm not going to change or sway my decision. Um, Frank initially said he thought it was going to be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be a not blowout. Blow, blow, but it, I think about 20, at least about 20. I, I don't think it's going to be that much. 12, um, probably 12. I think, I can't say it's going to be close, but I think on the side of Seattle, Pride. it's going to be a lot more emotional. Because Russell Wilson, one Russell Wilson is coming back, right. but the emotion is side. The emotional side for me is going to be the fact that they're home. Yeah, twelfth man, and, and not even the twelfth man. They're going to want to have a good showing uh, against their former quarterback, um, because we honestly don't know the full extent of what went on with that situation with Russell Wilson yeah, being traded or whatever. But you know, I think it's going to be a little bit more emotional. Because of the home field um, for I need Seattle, to play good ball, man. so <laughs> I'm still still going with Denver yeah. in that game. Like I said, because the quarterback position is better on the Denver side of the oh, ball. Yeah. Um, some of the skill Jeez, positions yeah. outside of DK Metcalf yeah. are an advantage to yeah, he's gonna ball Denver. But again, like I said, I think the emotional aspect of the game is going to weigh is going to weigh a little bit more for. Seattle. Seattle, as opposed to it being against them. I think it's going for them. Yeah, yeah. So, with that being said, folks, before I get into these, I'm going to give you some schedules with Major League Baseball. Right. Um, w, update you on the WNBA schedule, and then we'll get into our picks for NFL Week 2. Yes, sir. But before I do that, I do have an announcement to make. September 17th, this coming Saturday, mm -hmm. at the Chase Fieldhouse in Delaware, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania versus Portugal. Some fights are going down in the Chase Center. Should be some really good fights. Ironically, I know two fighters on the card. Mm -hmm. One of uh, my guy, Ivan, Rodgers, Ivan Mighty Robinson's fighters, Jalik. Um, I don't remember his last name, but he'll be fighting. Also, my guy, Milton Jeremias, will be fighting on that card. Okay. So, tickets are... General admission are $30 tickets in advance. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite. Also, if you want VIP tickets, you have a table, you want to be a vendor or anything like that, message me here, Sports Red Podcast, the group page, or on Instagram, because I'm going to post this stuff later today when I get off air. Right. On Instagram, at sportswrap underscore D. And I will point you in the direction of my guy who can get you set up with all of that VIP stuff. Joe Richmond, my guy, will get you hooked up. So get at me, and I will get you all the information. You can get VIP seating, or if you have, you are a vendor, you want to do some vending there, some sell some stuff there. I can point you definitely in the right direction. And again, like I said, shout outs to my guy, Joe Richmond, aka Coach Joe, aka the ambassador of basketball for your Delaware Blue Coats, who can get you hooked up with that. And again, Milton Jeremiah um, and Jalik. Two fighters that I am familiar with that will be fighting on that card. I will be in the building, somewhere in the building. So if you catch me, you see me doing some stuff, some filming, some things like that. Come say hi to me. Say what's going on and, you know, holler at me for a second. Also, this Thursday, 
We're back at the Drake Tavern. Yep. About 6, 6.30 p.m. We'll get you ready for Thursday Night Football, week two of the NFL, and we'll talk whatever comes up. Whatever stories come up between now and Thursday, we'll definitely bring them to you as well. And then there's another thing. We might have a surprise for you next Monday, but keep that on the back burner. i got to get more information on that. But again, this Saturday, September 17th, some fights down at the Chase Fieldhouse. Like I said, message me at SportsRap um, Sports Podcast here on Facebook or at SportsRap underscore D on Instagram, um, and I'll get you all the information on that. And like I said, I will definitely post the information for that event uh, when I get off air later today. So your schedule for Monday baseball. The Rangers are at the Marlins. The Angels are at the Guardians. The Astros and the Tigers. Pirates and the Reds. The Rays and the Blue Jays, the mm-hmm. Cubs and the Mets, right. Rangers and the Marlins, mm-hmm. Dodgers, D-Bats, and Braves, Giants. Right. That is your schedule for Monday night. Baseball, WNBA Finals, Game 2, mm-hmm. coming up on Tuesday. Okay. The Sun and the Aces right now. Currently, the Aces are up one zip, zip. in that. Tonight, closing out Week 1, Monday Night Football, Denver Broncos are in Seattle. To take on the Seattle Seahawks. Coming up now, week two picks. Like I said, Thursday. And Thursday will be at the Drake Tavern for this Thursday game. We got the Chargers at the Chiefs. I'm going with the the Chiefs at home and Arrowhead. I don't know what Frank. I mean, I like Kansas. I like uh, L.A., the Chargers. But what I saw yesterday, and I know it was Arizona, but what I saw yesterday, uh, I'm going with the Chiefs I'm at home. Going with the Chiefs at home. Moving on to next Sunday, September the 18th, Jets the Jets at Cleveland. Uh, I'm going with Cleveland at home. Let me see here. Washington at Detroit. The Lions. Going with Washington on the road. Going with Washington on the road. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Got the same going with Tampa now. Bay. Carolina and the Giants. I'm going with the Giants. I'm going with Carolina. New England at Pittsburgh. I got the Steelers. I'm going with the Steelers there too. There was an injury to Mac Jones. Not sure how serious it is, but he did have a back injury uh, yesterday. Got too. What's What's Jackson, Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Got the Colts. Coming off a tie, I'm going with the old guy Matt Ryan and the Colts. Miami at Baltimore. Mr. Jackson, Action Jackson. I'm actually going to go with Miami on the road there. The Rams are home against the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going with the Rams there. Seattle first goes into the Bay and takes on the 49ers. Come on, tough one here for me. Please, they don't got nobody. It's a tough one here. They always play as tough though. Like I said, it's a division game. game. Yeah, uncertainty at both quarterbacks. Come back, man. Still, quarterbacks got to move the ball. I'm stretching here. I'm gonna go with San Francisco at home. Cincinnati at Dallas. Injuries there. I'm going with Cincy to bounce back. Denver. Houston at Denver. Going with Denver at home. Arizona at Las Vegas. I'm going to Raiders. I'm going to take the Raiders at home. Yeah. Chicago at Green Bay. This is, a pick, this is a tricky game right here, Dave. I'm going to go with Chicago on the road. You know, Surprise me. I, I, I think the Bears going to beat them. Next Monday, two Monday night games. Buffalo. Tennessee at Buffalo. I'm Buffalo. going with Buffalo at home. They got two Monday And games? I'm going with the Eagles at home on the second Monday down, night game. I got y'all too. Folks, again, thank you all, as always, for tuning in. Yeah. To another great episode of the yes, Sports Rap Podcast right, right here on Heat 100 Radio. You know where to find me. Sports Rap Podcast is the group page right here on Facebook. At Sports Rap underscore D on Instagram and Twitter. Good the show. webpage, SportsRapRadio.com. YouTube, Sports Rap TV. Right. And all of the audio you can get on iHeart, Spotify, right. Apple, Google, and most of your podcast outlets. Right. Don't forget, folks, this Thursday at the Drake Tavern, yep. we will get you ready for the Chargers and the Kansas Good City game. Chiefs yep. that night. So make sure you come on out, hang out with us a little bit, have talk some sports with us, Ooh. have a drink or two, chit-chat about the game. We can even talk some Eagle stuff if you like. Or whatever you want to talk about with us, just come on and pop over to us, say hi, 
ask us any questions if you want, and we'll answer the questions um, as we always do. Folks, be great on purpose. Right. Enjoy both versions of sunshine. We got some sunshine, a little bit of sun peeking out right now. Right. It's going to get a little cloudy later, so we might get some liquid sunshine a little right. bit later. Enjoy the day to kick off your week. Right. You know, um, again, like I always say, be great on purpose. Catch us Thursday at the Drake Tavern. Make sure you are tuned in all week long because there might be another announcement about Monday, September the 19th. Got to got to do some more logistics on that, but I will definitely give you information in, uh, in enough time to be prepared for that. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, and we will see you all on Thursday at the Drake Tavern all week on social media and right back here next week, next Monday. Schedule for week two will go up tomorrow, Wednesday at the latest. And as we always do here before I close out, as we always do here at Sports Rack, there may be something in it for you. So if you want to get in on this, I know we've already done week one. Like I said, week two schedule will be going up tomorrow, Wednesday at the latest. You need to get your picks in by 4 p.m. on Thursday. And please, please go in order of the schedule as it will be easier for us to track the wins and losses for each participant. So, with that being said, folks, enjoy your Monday. We'll see you on Thursday, live, on location, and right back here, Monday. Sports Wrap, Heat 100 Radio. Peace. Hey, we'll get these, uh, we on the man. We're at 50-50, uh, we'll try to get down there Thursday.